Welcome to Her Sacred Sexuality Podcast, the show that celebrates our God-given sexuality for women who want to unlock their feminine power. We're your hosts, Karen Welton and Bethany Phillips, two friends passionate about liberating women from the shackles of shame and condemnation to uplevel every area of our lives through pleasure and play. Join us in our slumber party style conversations as we discuss taboo topics such as sex, kink, and relationships for women of faith who desire more. Discover how good sex can be and the limitless possibilities when we embrace our sacred sexuality. Welcome back, girlfriends. Today, we have an exciting topic where Bethany and I are talking about our cycles and how our monthly cycles affect everything in our life, essentially, from our sex drive to our social life, to our energy, to our productivity, and how we relate to the world based on what's happening in our body and what cycle we're in. And so we're going to jump into discussing the four different phases of our cycle and how that can impact us in the bedroom, in our work, and in all these areas of our life and how you can work best with your body to actually maximize like what your body's doing and partnering with your body rather than resisting it. So we're going to talk all about menstruation, PMS, when you're your most creative and flowing and when you know we're talking about the ovulation where you're magnetizing and what our feminine energy is doing, what our bodies are doing. It's so fascinating. I am obsessed with this topic. Yeah. I've been tracking my cycle for 2 weeks and I have been like mind blown at the insights I've gotten. That's so cool. I love that. The reality is we live in a world that is not cyclical. We live in a society, I should say, that's not cyclical. But throughout time, agricultural societies understood seasons and cycles. And there was a time to plant and a time to harvest. And there was a winter where you rested and your crops rested. And you're, you know, you, there were always different seasons of life. And in our modern industrialized lives that most of us live in, it is very easy to get disconnected from our natural rhythm and cycles as women, especially I think in the US or in other industrialized countries where it's like a masculine sort of dominated society, where in America, it's like, go, go, go production. Everything is focused on productivity and how many hours a week you're working and what are your sales numbers and what's the bottom line. And those values, they're not bad. They're just different than the way women are built. And so living in a society that's not cyclical, that, that glorifies masculine productivity and work ethic, but doesn't really honor or talk much about the feminine and cyclical things. And so learning how to honor my own cycle in my daily life has just been a game changer. Getting in depth, like I've never actually tracked this for myself. I just experienced like, oh, I'm really irritable today. So I must be about to have my period. Yeah. (laughs) That was like the extent of it. I don't know what your experience has been like with it, Bethany. (laughs) Yeah. I've started to pay more attention to it within this past year. I'm not doing a journal like you are, which I would actually, I think that would be such a cool thing to actually get into because I think you're even more exposed and just more aware of like everyday things that you would, you could very easily just brush off and not think about. But I also think that this topic is like new, relatively new in terms of like how open we're starting to be about it. Our upbringing, we were just taught that like, okay, one day, you know, you're going to start bleeding. You're going to become a woman and you're going to have a period. And that was usually taught in a negative context. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not like 
an amazing thing. It's like, right. One, one day this is going to happen. And then when it does, we complain about it a lot. Right. Cause it's painful and you'll get cramps and you get mood swings and all this stuff. And, and then we completely ignore the other three because we were taught at such a young age that if you have sex, you're going to get pregnant. So every part of your cycle, you could be pregnant if you had sex. So don't have sex. And you're going to get a period once a month. You're going to be in pain. You're going to want chocolate and be in bed all day. And it was be emotional, eating ice cream and crying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what was really fed to us. And now I feel like we're being enlightened into like, oh, this is, this is like God created, you know, like God made this insanely cool rhythm for us to flow in and thrive in and be aware of and be intuitive. And it even shows that in like, with like the moon, with the waves and the rhythms of the earth, like we're, we are like a part of that. We're in sync with that, which is wild. Crazy. Like if you really like, just think about it and take like zoom out, like we're sometimes I feel like we just, we just feel like crap and we know we're in our cycle but like what if if we like panned out and just saw like the whole world the whole earth the whole cosmos and how our cycles as women actually reflect that of the lunar you know moon cycles and many women will menstruate on the new moon or you know there's different parts of that moon calendar that we can typically sync up on but it's just fascinating to me that like these energetics and these systems and there's just such brilliance behind the way God designed not only our bodies but the entire solar system and that there's like an organization to all of it yeah it just it blows my mind like when you think of it from that like really bird's eye perspective like (laughs) yeah if this doesn't make you believe in God like (laughs) you know I don't know what will I don't know what we can't help I don't know what will yeah yeah because (laughs) of how connected we are and how like it's like it's just more evidence of his his creation his glory yeah Yeah. his like intelligence in which we are created that's what gets me it's like there was intention and intelligence and thought that was put into us as humans and how we operate and the fact that women are so uniquely different yes in that we cycle monthly whereas men cycle daily more like daily yeah and yet we're here we are on this planet you know procreating together we're syncing up with the moon you know men are I don't know what what the na- nature equivalent of them is. There's some people that say like women are like Mars. <laughs> yeah, men right. are Mars, women are Venus. I'm not <laughs> well, sure. About a that, lot of but. a lot of times they're they're related to the sun because the um, sun never changes. It right. but it comes up the, every day and then it sets. That would every be night. the natural. Equivalent. That would Thank be you, Bethany, yes. That. <laughs> That's right. It's like a daily yeah thing. Um, it's just so fascinating to me. Like. Yeah, that this is so intentionally thought out and we know so little. I just yeah. think we've been ignorant, just in the pure sense of that word, to only knowing like you were talking about like this tiny part of our cycle, like 10%, which is like yeah. PMS and the day you get your period. <laughs> yes. And it's, but like, it's- how cool would that know? Like, if you knew this information, like if you knew 
about the four cycles that you experience every month once your period starts and we're like fully aware and fully embodied as like a 15 or 16 year old and understanding like, oh, wow, this is what I'm feeling right now. How much more wisdom we'd be able to like gain at a younger age and like really tap into something greater. And the idea that we can actually honor every part of our cycle and that this whole menstruation being a woman thing doesn't have to be looked at as if we're cursed. And this is right. something yes. we have to endure and suffer through because we got the short end of the stick and Eve sinned in the garden and our, and yes. now we're cursed. That like mentality is so prevalent among the church and Christian women. And we were just raised with it. Even if it wasn't like directly taught, even if you didn't grow up in church, like there's just this like general sort of feeling that women have to suffer more because yeah. of because of what the way, Eve did because of what Eve did or original sin yeah. or whatever whether it's theological or not like even in our society that's kind of permeated to a degree yeah. and if you were you know taught that in church too like even more so but it's just this feeling that like oh it's icky it's dirty it's a it's part of the curse it's painful you have to have PMS and then you bleed and then you have a baby and it's painful and horrible and like that's, I mean, I'm not going to get into that soapbox. You guys know I'm paying yeah. for birth, but like it all ties together into this, this perspective we have, or that we've agreed with as women, that being a woman is the lesser end of the stick that we got, yeah. we got the, we got cursed <clears throat> and it sucks. And I think to raise right. our young girls on this, to your point, Bethany, that we can raise them with an honor and celebrating every yeah. part of our cycle, not just yeah. like knowing about the menstruation, but like every part right. is divinely created and unique and has unique things about it but also that it's a beautiful time and like I learned to honor my when I learned to honor my cycle and not word curse myself right (laughs) every month yeah I was like wow this is actually a gift when you understand the purpose of your cycle and every phase it was like I went from being like this sucks to being like this is a gift all right we got to get into the cycles now (laughs) yes definitely okay so We're going to start with menstruation because day one of your cycle is the first day you bleed. That's an easy way to follow kind of where you are at in your whole cycle. Because sometimes people say like, well, follicular is day one. Well, sometimes it's kind of hard to know what day that falls on because it's like, if I have a couple of drops of blood, like, is that follicular or like, if it's, if it's just how I feel. So it's, I think it's always good to start on day one of your period, you know, hey, I started bleeding. Here we go. The first day of our menstruation, we like to kind of think about it as seasons. So menstruation is our winter. That's when we have low estrogen. We're a bit tired. It's like I could sleep for like three hours in the middle of the day on my period. I am central. Oh my God, nap central. And I would like to say it's also important that we honor that because I think a lot of the times we feel like we have to go, 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 even when we are exhausted. And just in a general sense, like remove it being your time of the month of bleeding, women need more sleep than men. And so if you're not honoring your sleep, 
especially during your menstruation cycle, it can do more damage than good, really. Yeah. Really important to get good sleep during that time. Um, We usually bleed from an average of like three to five. Sometimes people even say seven days. I've never experienced that. Have you? No. And I don't think that's necessarily healthy, especially if it's like a heavy bleed for five days, but I typically bleed for like three same. Maybe, and maybe a day or two of spotting after that. Right. But the, but after a day, the biggest flow is like the first day, maybe day yeah. and a half, three to five days. But yeah, I think that's pretty healthy. And you shouldn't feel pain and heavy yeah. cramping. Like you, like if your cycle, if you're sorry, if your menstruation is really long, if there's lots of blood loss and you can measure that by getting like a menstrual cup, that's a great yeah. way to know like how much you actually bleed. I've heard that, and I could be wrong about this, but I've heard that you only actually bleed about two tablespoons per cycle, yeah. which seems like way less because in the toilet, it looks like like two way cups more. of blood every time, <laughs> but it's actually just very concentrated, very dark red, like yeah, only like two tables. And I was like, really? And then I started looking at the cup, you know, and by the way, ladies, like side note, get a menstrual cup. It will change your life. I, yeah. When I finally got off tampons that are filled with toxins and chemicals and they don't have to legally put any of it on the box, like all kinds of pesticides and everything like, and it's just like uncomfortable, I think. Yeah. And anyways, toxic shock syndrome, all of that. It's a yeah. lot of not good things with tampons. And when I switched to menstrual cups, changed my life. So just a little we'll link a there. couple in the show notes because I use a one that you can throw away every day, but it is a menstrual cup. Oh, interesting. Um, and you can have sex with it in as well. Okay, then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's why you like having sex on your period. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, usually I take it out because I like using the blood as lube, but (laughs) I I can't even, I can't even with that. (laughs) We don't agree. (laughs) We are not on the same page. Well, that's okay. If you agree with Bethany, preferences, baby, preferences. It's usually not on the first day. It's like on the second or third day. Because I don't know if you feel this, but like once I get my period, once it like finally happens, especially not just like the little spotting beforehand, but like the yeah, letdown, the, the let, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the yeah. letdown of the blood, my body has like a visceral release. I'm yeah, like, for sure. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's like all of that pent up anger and frustration and emotion that's like churning during the luteal um, phase the luteal phase is like released like the pressure release valve literally and figuratively like opens yes and then you're like oh that's what was going on right right if you were expecting (laughs) it you're not surprised by it right you actually know how to partner with it but totally like that first day is like oh my gosh you're just it's a spiritual detox. I'm going to talk about yes. that a little bit more in the luteal phase and how our menstruation mm. is a spiritual and physical detox. And it's yeah. so powerful when we know how to work with it. But yeah, that having high PMS symptoms or lots of pain and cramping is actually a symptom, a sign that you're not detoxing the way you need to be, that you have either mm. toxic emotions or toxic chemicals in your body or spiritual yeah. turmoil or grief or you know, feelings of being betrayed or whatever, like conflict, stress in your life that is actually affecting your body. And if you're resisting it and not detoxing, that is how you get like a lot of those extra cramps. And you can also have like, you know, just in general, like if you if your health is not good and your hormones are out of balance and they're not being supported 
with your diet, it can create those symptoms like every time. And so there's lots of things you can do to reduce those symptoms of PMS and pain, finding out how like even PCOS, and there's ways that you can cycle sync and eat according to your cycle. Right. So we, and we may have an expert, if you guys are interested in that, we may look for someone to come on and talk more in depth about that. Cause that's not our expertise, but yeah. I just wanted to say like here that that can be healed. It's not mm-hmm. like a lifelong diagnosis that, oh, you have PCOS, you have endometriosis, you have really painful periods to the point that you have to take off work and heating pads and yeah. all medication. You can heal that girlfriends. You don't have to suffer every month. Your cycle can be healed. Your hormones can be healed and you can partner with your body. And that to me was one of the biggest adjustments I made was to just simply embrace my cycle every month as Mm. the incredible gift that it is that allows me to purge my emotions and my feelings and my, all of the ick that I've picked up from the whole month and really just take care of myself. And when I do that, I got almost no symptoms. Like yeah. if I have a cramp, if I'm really crampy on that first day, it makes me go like pause and go, wait, is something going on in my heart right, that I need to right. like release? It literally like my body's speaking to me and I and it makes me self-assess and go, what is it that I need to release that's causing the tightness? Because your uterus actually tightens under stress. Mm. And that's going to cause pain either in childbirth or in your menstrual cycle if there's stress or anxiety it actually, it's very, it's very affected by tension, emotional and spiritual tension, Mm. and it will contract more. Yeah. And I think that's a really, it's a really good point that you're making, because even if we start looking at our cycle from a space of gratitude and we change our thoughts towards it, or even what we speak about it, you know, if you are constantly saying, I have the most painful period. I have the worst cramps ever. Oh my God, I bloat so much and I feel so ugly during this time. That is what will actually happen, you know, continually. But if you start speaking over your body that like you are sacred, you have been made to to do this, to live a monthly cycle that actually helps you experience the full range of emotions that God's given us to experience, but also purge the things that are no longer serving us, letting go of things that no longer are there to help us. That is what our period is doing just in the physical sense. So we can see this spiritual dynamic of the emotions or a physical environment or the spiritual things happening in our life really affecting our periods because the uterus is a very spiritual organ in like Chinese medicine. They say it's a curious organ and Mm. it's a, it's a bag, essentially like a bag of muscles in a pear sort of shape. If you can imagine the size of a pear, it's about the size of a pear when you're not menstruating, but when you are menstruating, it grows to like the size of a a large melon, like I would say like a melon or a grapefruit, I think. So it, 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 it gets much larger in size and it has the ability to like grow and release. And that is, if you think about what's happening anatomically, you're releasing the blood, the lining of the uterus that was, you know, built up in preparation to receive a fertilized egg. And then it sheds in, or it builds when those hormones shift through the luteal phase. And then that first day you have your period, it releases and sheds. And so the uterus is designed to 
release and shed. It's also designed to grow. It's also designed, whether it's growing in the, our cycle, like getting bigger or smaller, or when you do conceive and have a baby, it also tenses under stress. And so emotions, like it's a muscle group, right? So it's a bag of muscles, your muscles tense under stress and any kind of stress in your body, whether you're feeling oppressed, conflict, resentment, obligation, overwhelm, all of that is going to be picked up on like the, the uterus because it's a spiritually sensitive organ. And this is the case for our whole body. It's not just the mm-hmm. uterus, like the psoas yeah. muscle is another really spiritual organ that holds trauma. So each of our muscle groups have the different ways that they connect to and reflect what's happening in our soul. Mm. And in our cycles, the uterus particularly is designed to release stress and tension and anxiety and trauma. And so it Mm. tenses. And so when we've got those muscles of the uterus actually physically tense and it can cause pain, and we call that just menstrual cramps and we normalize it in society. Like this is a totally normal thing. Everybody gets it, but girlfriend is not normal. It can be healed when we understand the purpose. And so the uterus is physically tensing its muscles because of stress. And that stress could come from a lot of different factors, but I always check my heart first, what's happening in my soul that I need to release. That's why I do that heart check. And so this is just a really interesting thing. The hardening and the tightening is what creates the pain. And it can also be, you know, in severe cases, be diagnosed endometriosis, PCOS, other conditions. And it really reflects a lack of feeling safe in our world, Mm. emotionally safe, relationally safe, like, yeah. Um, in all those areas. And I'll just say this, like, you guys know my story. I've shared that on this podcast. When I was walking through like our first separation five years ago, when my husband was exposed, he wasn't being faithful. He was lying. There was a massive amount of of betrayal and trauma and stress in my life happening Mm -hmm. that I was processing at this time. And And I learned about a lot of this stuff that led to our separation. And so that first month that I had my cycle, I remember learning, this is when I started learning about this stuff. I intentionally like partnered with my cycle to detox. And I actually like went through this like grieving process of Mm. intentionally releasing all the emotions connected to that relation, the relationship with my husband, because, and because we were physically separated, I knew I had to disentangle from him emotionally. Mm. And so I literally just felt like I was purging all the pain and the resentment and the, and the fear and the anxiety and the trauma that was in that relationship. And because it was so, so intense, I can't even describe to you like how intense this was, but I intentionally like used my menstrual cycle to heal from that relational toxicity and trauma. And so I knew like in my first bleed, I'm like releasing resentment. I'm releasing anger. I'm releasing all the feelings of shame or fear of the future. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm releasing him. It wasn't just like the emotions for me. It was actually releasing my husband because in our separation, I knew I had to disconnect to get healthy in myself So I released him and the entire relationship. And I grieved like the marriage in that, in that first cycle and just like wept and cried and bled. And it (laughs) sounds like crazy, but I am telling you that shifted so much in my life. When I was in this season, I was so intentional to like 
do this process and detox. And I was in like this women's group where I learned about this, the cycle and the spiritual like process you kind of go through and how to prepare for your bleed. And there was like certain things you would do leading up to the first day of your bleed or your menstruation. And one of them was it's so embarrassing not to say it out loud, but one of them was like, you want to bleed onto the earth. Mm. And so there was something significant or like, it was like a, you know, spiritual about like bleeding onto the earth. Yeah. And I don't know there, I'm sure I could go into like all of it, but essentially I remember like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to bleed onto the earth. And it was before I discovered menstrual cups. So I could have just like taken my cup and poured it on the ground, but I didn't have that. So like, how do you get the blood? onto the earth do you just like right. bury your tampon like I don't know right. <laughs> so I was like okay I'm gonna do this because I was so intentional about this yeah <laughs> I remember going out to my backyard at the time with like a skirt because I have neighbors right and they it was like they could see me so I can't just go up like naked so I find yeah. this like this patch of dirt and I'm trying to like hide behind a bush and I hike up my skirt so I'm on the first day of my period and then I'm like squatting there waiting for the some blood to drip out. <laughs> it was like so ridiculous. And I'm trying to like not, I'm like, what if somebody sees me doing this? And I'm trying to be like spiritual about it. Right. But I'm like so embarrassed of someone seeing me out their window, like squatting and bleeding into the bush or something. Oh my <laughs> and I'm God. trying to like not get blood on my skirt. And I'm thinking like, oh, I'm just going to bleed like a, a little bit. It'll just kind of come out you know, flow out and then I'll be done and I'll wipe and I'll go inside. Well, no blood yeah. was coming out. And I'm like sitting uh, there squatting for like 10 minutes, <laughs> waiting for the drops of blood. To- and then all this time you're like, I am being intentional. I am doing something up for it. Like to be a fly on the wall. On oh the my ball. God, I- I would I, love. I was like, this this was gonna go really differently in my mind. Oh <laughs> this, this like looked my differently. God. So I'm just sitting there and then I'm just like annoyed and like okay just get the blood like just get two drops and then I'm going inside <laughs> I'm dead. So oh. I didn't I didn't do that anymore after that but I do yourself a favor and get the menstrual cup that's a lot easier you don't have yeah, to squat in a bush <laughs> there was something like fair, sacred though, you and... didn't know about the menstrual cup at the time I don't think so... I did at that time no and so yeah. and you can make it a lot easier I mean some women do all kinds of like crazy stuff and to be one with nature and they bleed and they pour it into the blood into like plants and it gets all weird and I wasn't into all yeah. that I just felt like I really needed to be intentional that one time to because right. there's so much going on that I was like no yes. I'm gonna do this I'm gonna prepare I'm gonna yeah. really release all this emotion and mm. like after that bleed I felt so much more clarity, so much more whole and like confident. And like the stories you hear of women who are married or like in a relationship with a narcissist and struggle with codependency. And it's years of doubting themselves, going back to this person, going back to the toxic relationship. Like it was for me, it's, I'm not saying I healed in like a day or a week, but I'm telling you, like when codependency broke off of me, it was broken. It was like, nope, I'm no longer participating in this. Yeah. There was no pull. There was no more pull on me to go back to that toxic patterns in our yeah. relationship because I detoxed. Like I mm. physically, spiritually, emotionally detoxed the relationship that was toxic and and yeah. disconnected from the person that was toxic at the time. And wow. so I could it was it was like one of the most mind-blowing things and I and I didn't feel pulled back into that manipulation anymore. It was like a 
night and day difference. So I just, I just share that story. I've never actually shared that in that detail before. Um, Mm -hmm. But in, I feel like it's a beautiful example of the gift that our menstruation can be when we honor it and know how to, how to work with it because it can be an incredible healing, transformational breakthrough moment in our lives, especially if you're going through something really painful or traumatic. And that's the power of that too, because it could have easily been the opposite if you allowed it to be like during that part of your cycle, during the menstruation, Oh, for sure. It could have had a completely different meaning to it. Had you let it. Oh, and I was feeling it for sure. Like it was like building this like incredible heavy Mm. weight. And, and I think a lot of us feel that in our cycles, like even if you're not going through a a separation or a divorce, like right. we feel this weight on us as women just going through life. And yep. the cycle, the menstruation is your opportunity to offload all the weights of the world. Yeah. And be really, really intentional about it. If you actually sing, obviously we can do that in the physical sense of what we eat, what exercises we choose to do, all that stuff, the rest we take. But if we sink like our mind, body, spirit, God has given you resources to heal like huge things, big and small. That's such a cool, I mean, like really understanding of the power of our menstruation. It's it's so powerful. It changed everything for me. And I no longer looked at it like, oh, this is just a curse. Now it's like, what am I going to release this this week? You know, what is it I am letting go of that is no longer serving me, serving my family, serving my kids, my partner, like my husband, like, what is it I'm releasing? And you can actually be intentional about this and journal. And so I got in this Mm -hmm. habit of journaling, like, what are the toxic things in my life that I'm no longer going to participate in or, or or struggle with, and I'm going to release that. And so I feel like we should give some like practical tips for yeah. like who might be listening to this going, okay, but how did you do that? Like you yes. sit on the toilet and you just go, oh, I'm really like, what yeah, does it yeah. look like? <laughs> right. So like practically the first step is like understanding the power of it, the power behind yeah. it. Right. And, and actually, so for the menstruation, the biggest key here is like being able to stop or slow down in your life yes. to actually take the time to tend to those needs in your soul, in your heart that are wounded, that are bleeding, yeah. that need to be healed, that need to release to it's this, it's like the season where you're, you're getting the toxin and the poison out and, yeah. and it takes a full stop sometimes to do that. And so honoring yeah. your body that is going through that phase. And in order to do that, you have to slow down and have self-care. So that for you might be baths, it might be take putting aside work that you have to do, whether that's with your business or like even like being intentional about pre-cooking meals for your family in your luteal phase or beforehand so that you don't have to do lots of cooking or housework or chores around the house. And you really take your look at your plate and go, what's on my plate and take the pressure off yourself and actually yeah. learn to slow down and rest. Well, also, if you have a spouse This is a great time for him to step in and take care of you. If he knows your cycle and he's aware of that, which I highly recommend him knowing what part of the cycle that you're in through the month. If he knows that you're on your period, this is his time to really step up his game and like be there for you, 
nurture you, allow you the space, let him take the kids for the night so you can have time. Let him cook a couple of meals or like be the one in control of making sure meals are taken care of. That it's, it's three to five days a month that he can really step up his game. I mean, he should be stepping up his game no matter what, but you know what I mean? (laughs) But I think this is a really great opportunity for men to honor their wives in their cycle. Yeah. And for the wives to, uh, to learn how to receive. Yes. Because that's a good one. It's just as hard when we are in this go, go, go mode and we've never learned to take that time to honor our cycle and honor our bodies. Cause I guarantee you, your body is telling you to slow down and rest and nap. Yes. And it, and if you're trying to do too much, and I'm still guilty of this, especially in my business, if I'm stressed or overwhelmed about my to-do list, my cycle, my menstruation, like that, that week sucks. And I'm mm-hmm. so emotionally overwhelmed and I feel so burnt out. And it's like, I mean, we all feel this way. It's like at times it's like, the world is ending. Everything is hopeless and horrible. (laughs) And my life is terrible. And my marriage sucks. And the world is like on fire. And my kids are horrible. I'm a horrible mom. Like you literally see everything through like the worst perspective. It's like the most hopeless, negative perspective leading up to your cycle. (laughs) Yeah. And so this is not a great time to make big life decisions. Like, you (laughs) know, it's, it's a good time to maybe like step off the, you know, social media. If you're craving a little, you know, do some, do some social media detox too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like we're going to get into like even the, so the ways socially that these cycles affect us, but really like the menstruation is the most important phase of the cycle to honor and listen to your body. And so the self-care, the rest, and, and I would especially add the journaling. And if you start, if you start that journaling in the luteal phase where your intuition is high, you can identify the areas you want to detox and release, and then be intentional about the revelations you're getting in menstruation. Mm -hmm. And if you have a partner that understands and is supportive, honestly, it's really like the first day for me, like the, I'm leading up to it. I'm kind of emotionally journaling and preparing, but then like the first day of my cycle, I'm going inward. I am journaling. I am releasing things are coming up for me. It's a very intuitive phase and you can get huge breakthrough and revelation in this phase. If you just take the time to be reflective and go inward and journal. And I, and after that first day or two, the rest of it's kind of like, all right, it's just, we're clearing the rest out and we're moving forward. Yeah. And I think a lot of women get overwhelmed with like, well, I can't be off for three or four days every month. Like I can't just lay on the couch and do nothing. It's whatever. It's like, that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is creating the space within that time frame to rest. So if you are coming, if you work a nine to five and you come home, that can be a great time for you to be like, pause. I'm going to go rest for 30 minutes without my phone. I'm going to journal. I'm going to, you know, put on some music. I'm going to take yeah. a bath. It can you know, be that simple. It can be as simple as taking one simple. evening for yourself. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like and light so a like, candle and girlfriend, like turn on some Taylor Swift or what, or like meditation yeah. <laughs> music, whatever you want. And like, take a bath, get some Epsom salts and essential oils and yeah. turn on your spa music and like pamper yourself. It, yes. And I, just when you slow down, slow down. And when That's you it. honor it, even just for the one evening, start somewhere. 
And like, yes. even if you're journaling for 10 minutes, like yep. the smallest bit of intention in this area is going to alleviate the stress and the pain of the whole cycle for you. Because when yeah. we're not resisting our bodies, our mm-hmm. bodies immediately come into alignment and calibrate yep. and suddenly you have a smooth cycle. <laughs> yeah. Because the opposite of being tapped in is disassociating. And yeah. so it's really easy to numb out during the menstrual phase because we don't want to feel it. We don't want to feel the discomfort and the pain or what needs to be purged. So we will binge watch shows. We'll, you know, just kind of engulf ourselves in things that really don't do much for us, which of course there's time, there's a time and place, but for this season, your body is communicating to you. Your body is saying like, Hey, there's something here. Let's address it. And, mm-hmm. and so, so is your soul. So is your spirit. So yeah. being okay, sitting in the discomfort will yeah. actually make you more powerful throughout the rest of the month. Like yeah. for the rest of your, you are truly setting yourself up. It's, it's like a, and this might be a good transition to go into the follicular phase, which is kind of our spring. But like yeah. when we release, when we have that period, it's like that death, but then stepping into the follicular phase right, is like right. a rebirth. Totally. And, and the phases of our cycle represent even the the seasons of the year. So not yes. only are we on a monthly cycle with the lunar calendar, we're also on like a cyclical annual so, uh, yeah. yearly cycle with the seasons and the menstruation is the winter where yes. we die, everything dies and it goes dormant and yeah. it looks like death. It looks yeah. like everything is <laughs> dying and it's horrible. There's and no you know, hope. There's no hope. And, oh my gosh. But it's actually part of the divine yeah. nature, nature and plan. Yeah. And in order to have a rebirth, you have to go through that death process. The other yes. thing I just want to mention is if you work out like, and you're typically someone who works out during this menstruation phase, you want to have like less intensity workouts. So you might not want to be doing hit and, yeah. you know, crossbody <laughs> and <Yeah>. lifting your <laughs> highest weights during your yeah. menstruation. If your body, you know, your body's going to probably do better with going on walks, yoga, bike rides, and I'll, and it doesn't mean your whole life has to stop. Like, Right. Because I honor my cycle, I actually, there's not a whole lot of difference between the weeks where I'm menstruating or not. I can do 95% of the things I normally do. I can even go out and be social and be active because my periods are so light and manageable because I've learned to honor them when I, when my body is screaming and says, you need to rest and you need to honor them. I'm still learning. Like we're all still learning, but just being aware is like so important. Yeah. Being in sync with our cycle actually makes our cycle easier. Yes. hundred percent. Just in general. Just in general. Like when you heal, when you heal these, these wounds, it, it, your body comes into alignment and and every month you get a chance to heal during the cycle. And then as your cycle goes away, we move into the follicular cycle, which is like the springtime. That's yeah. Everything's blooming and budding and it feels amazing. And the sun is on your face and you're like this young maiden that's like coming out of her. I think of like a a snake and the skin that is like, you know, and how it's like this, this 
yeah, this rebirth and they're like, they're still the same snake, but they just like got rid of the old and they're shiny. Like their, their skin is like perfect. You know, we feel new and new ideas come in. This phase lasts around like seven to 10 days. So like a little over a week, estrogen is really high. So that's why we feel so hot and like pretty, like, it's like, Ooh, I've felt like a troll living under a bridge for the last, (laughs) you know, couple of days. And now you're like, Oh, I look amazing. (laughs) I'm gorgeous. (laughs) Look out world. Yeah. 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 And so obviously like the follicular is building up to ovulation when you're like, you're most vibrant, but in the follicular, I noticed this so much this month, (laughs) my menstrual phase this last month was super stressful. I had just gotten Mm. back from multiple trips where we were traveling, where I was traveling. So I come back into work mode and it's like, oh, my crazy to-do list. My husband needs my attention. My kids need my attention. I need my attention. Like I didn't get the rest I usually would want to get because I was go, go, going and traveling. And that's exhausting. It took a toll on my body. And then I'm coming back into life with needs. My whole team has needs. My family has needs. And I didn't take the time for myself. Mm. And I was completely wiped out and exhausted. But after like taking a rest, I noticed like once my follicular phase started, I noticed I was having so many ideas about Mm. what to do in my business and what I wanted to plan and how, what I wanted to do in the house. And I was starting all of these new projects and planning. And I had this inspiration come to me. Whereas the week before I had like zero inspiration, I just want to lie on the couch and cry or sleep. (laughs) But in the follicular phase, that's the springtime. That's when you're planting Mm. seeds, right? So you have these ideas come to you in seed form. And it's the perfect time to start new projects and plan because you are inspired and hormonally, energetically, it is the the season of new beginnings and rebirth and you're flowing. So those ideas and the creative juices are really strong in the follicular phase. Yeah. And it's, I feel like during that, when I'm in my follicular phase, I connect with my husband so much more. Like we are like vibing. We are in sync with each other. We can play around. We're really playful and fun. And it's just a time where like we're really connecting, especially after such a slower time, lower time. We're sure we like, you know, period sex. But besides that, it's like he can annoy the shit out of me, you know? (laughs) Also, this is like totally random, but do you notice that based off of different phases of your cycle, your husband smells different to you? Oh, interesting. I've never paid attention to that. This, okay. This is such a thing for me. Like (laughs) Johnny, (laughs) Johnny's breath specifically. (laughs) When I am at the, like, right on the cusp of like luteal going into menstruation, I can't, I'm like, brush your teeth. It is, I cannot, I cannot. Every other time of the month, don't even smell it. It smells great. Like I want to, I want his like tongue in my mouth, whatever. No problem whatsoever. I mean, that's biological. If you think about it, like, yeah, <laughs> it for makes like the sense. procreation of our species. Like, but like you're, am you're I no- the only one? I need I, to know. <laughs> I've just never paid attention to it. There's definitely times though that I, I could tell you, like, I'm like, 
ew, you smell horrible. Get away from me. And then there's times where I'm like, come here, baby. Like I've yeah. just never actually connected that to my cycle. So yes. now I'm now I'm gonna. <laughs> yes, pay attention to that. Like I am so curious because I'm like, I know it. And it's this specific smell. And it's so funny and so weird. It, nothing else smells to me, but for him, it it does. So I don't know, just Crazy. a random side note thought, but <laughs> during the fol- follicular phase, connecting is so easy. His breath smells incredible. <laughs> and I am tuned in because the of how good I feel, I like to put myself out there more. So mm-hmm. I feel more, not necessarily like turned on and like horny, but I'm more to initiate and more like, Hey, I look good. I feel good. You want to do something go. about it? Yeah. So true. Yeah. Yes. So that's your energy is high. Your creativity is high. Your yeah. sexual attraction is ramping up mm-hmm. and you feel like a new woman. So it's a great yeah. time to, to like participate in yes. all of those things. Yeah, And that leads us into ovulation, which is like the summertime. Mm-hmm. And it is that this is the, the fun, sexy, like your hormones are at their peak. Mm-hmm. And I should say like you have, so your testosterone levels are higher and you're more vibrant. You're turned on. You feel more t- like just socially, energetically, sexually like yeah. turned on, like, like your energy is high. And this is really like when you are at your peak in your magnetism, like mm-hmm. women are like magnets. Yes. And our sexual energy is to like attract and receive. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important to learn to receive in the menstrual phase, because we're attracting in the ovulation phase and things yeah. are coming to us. We're not working hard for things. We are just simply attracting them. And it is like the most, it's a great time to network, to be social, yeah. to go out there and like be your most extroverted self. So like planning networking events or parties or, or know, going on vacation. Yeah. Going on vacation, right. Where you need more energy. Like um, follicular to ovulation. Great time to travel. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also the time like your pheromones, your are probably their their peak. So that your your husband probably smells like super attractive to you. Yes. During ovulation. (laughs) Like (laughs) come here, baby. Come here. He's all up sniffing her husband here. (laughs) It's true though. Like it's just so interesting to note because like when we're aware of what cycle we're in, and this is a short cycle, it's only three or four days. And I believe it's only one day when we're actually fertile. So this is like the phase where the egg has been released from the ovary and has traveled into the fallopian tube for those of you who might want to know like the the anatomy behind what's going on right now. So your egg is hanging out in the fallopian tube and there's like, it only really lasts like one day where it's fertile, but sperm can survive for like four to five days tops. Mm. So you could get pregnant on like, it really is only like three, four, five days of your cycle, right? Because yeah. the sperm could be hanging out there waiting for the egg, then the egg could be fertilized. So that's right. That's why it's a little tricky. But really, it's only one day that you're like that egg is hanging out there. <laughs> I, right. I believe I could be wrong, but I think it's like 24 or 48 hours. 
And that's like your peak energy. Yeah. It's a very fun time for yeah. women. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you get to be your most free and feminine and yeah. like energetic self. I love that God created this part of our cycle because it's like, oh, okay, I can be turned on. I can go out. I can be flirty. I can be fun, you know, <laughs> thriving, like <clears throat> really bringing things in, like manifesting those things that we're wanting and desiring and magnetizing, pulling things in. Like Karen was saying, it yeah. is such a good time. And it's a great time to give yourself permission to have fun. Yes. Like, Give yourself the green light to go out and to not be too heavy about some things because don't worry, we're going to get to it. Like, (laughs) like you're like, you'll feel sexy and bold. And this might be a great time to try something new in the bedroom that you might not normally do. Like you might feel more flirtatious, more bold or sexual to try a new position or new technique. And really, I feel like it's, easier to get turned on more and have really great orgasms during this phase because there's more desire and it might not take as long to like get warmed up because like your hormones are already like peak and you're ready. I don't know if you've experienced this, but there's sometimes I can just know or tell like I'm ovulating because I can like feel it in my feminine parts. It's like, yeah, it's like there's like twitching or like more energy there. And they're like yeah. wanting action or stimulation. Yeah. Does that, do you, have well, you ever yeah, there's that? even more fluid. Yep. Your, your mucus is she wet, baby. She primed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. And then it's just the amazing, thing, like your body produces more vaginal fluid in yeah. order to help the sperm get to the egg, right? So yes. everything anatomically happening is to aid in this procreation process. I feel like there's almost like a sexual pulse. Yeah. I it is. Like that's a good terminology like, for it. Yes, that's that's the best word because it's almost like your your female organs or your clitoris or your vagina. Your probably, I think it probably is literally pulsing to some yes. degree. Yeah, and I know when you or when we orgasm, the vagina, the walls of the vagina pulse pulses. Yeah, and contract to actually pull the sperm up to the egg. Like there, yeah. it's like a pulsing magnetism, like we're pulling those sperm in. Kate Northrup wrote something about this phase, the ovulation in her book, Do Less. And I just want to read it because it's so fascinating to me. It's called Egg Wisdom. And it's Mm. all about the wisdom of the egg. So when we ovulate and that egg is released from the um, ovary, and then travels into the follicular tube, and it's just waiting, hanging out there for just a bit waiting for fertilization. She writes, the egg stays in place right where it is. She doesn't run around up and down the fallopian tube, wondering if the sperm is coming to fertilize her. She doesn't pop down to the uterus just to check out if he's coming (laughs) or hang around the cervix entrance, hoping he'll see her there. She doesn't check her phone obsessively or wonder if she should text him or not, even though he didn't respond to her last text or her last 10. She doesn't call her girlfriends and ask them what they think she should do. Nope. She simply sits there in all of her fertile eggness, simply being the egg. She sits there and she emits a signal that tells the sperm she's ready and available. The follicular cells around the egg release progesterone, which actually gives the electrical currents that drive the movement of the sperm's tails a boost. Mm. What? Wow. Did you guys hear that? (laughs) 
<laughs> the follicular cells around the egg release progesterone, which creates yeah. electrical currents that drive the movement of the sperm's tails. As the current increases in strength, the tails move faster. So we're freaking electric, baby. Yeah, for real. We're, <laughs> we literally propellers. Propellers. So I just love this. This whole. This is so like um, beautiful way to view ov- your ovulation phase and who you are yeah. as a feminine being. Yeah. The eggs, the eggs eggness actually makes the sperm faster and stronger. As my mom says, she has the ability to egg on and enhance what's around her. Mm. And so she basically goes on to talk about like how we we have permission as women to tap into the, the egg wisdom. Like she is who she is. She wants what she wants. She emits a really strong signal, letting what she wants know where she is. So the egg doesn't go around chasing the sperm. She emits a signal and attracts. And we as the feminine right. are our magnets and we attract what we want, not just like our man or the yeah. sperm, we attract everything we want in life. We attract our yeah. desires and our dreams and our hopes. And we, when we truly tap into our feminine energy, that is, this is the essence of being feminine yeah. is drawing things to us that we yeah. want, like ta- and tap that requires to us to tap into our desire. Yeah, And so many of us are just so disconnected from our desire, or we don't give ourselves permission to dream and have desires, or we don't know how to speak them out and receive it. But when we can tap into this feminine energy, especially during ovulation, we have this like heightened ability to call out what we want. Like I want that. And I'm calling that in and I'm pulling that in and I'm actually using my energetic field and the magnet that is my ovaries and my womb space to pull in what is what God has for me in this season? Yeah, I love how that is the precursor to our luteal phase where th- we start to go more inward, things kind of start to be exposed to us because it om- almost sets us up for success in the, that next phase of our cycle because we are then we're we have all these great ideas. We're making movements. We're striving for something more. We're recognizing like what we carry, what we hold, what we can bring in and pull in and magnetize towards us and be really intentional about that. So once we step into the luteal phase, menstruation phase after that, we're setting ourselves up with like this great kind of like optimism that we hold this, you know, ability to move through something with that being the head. And then when we're like pushing things out, it's like, okay, this stuff is no longer serving me, but this is. Yeah. Yeah. This is like when you call in the reserves, like you call in the support you need, you call in the blessings, the, all of the help and the support and the, the fight, whether it's the finances or, you know, you're seeing your dreams come to fruition. Like you are, you are magnetizing and attracting and like saying yes and receiving. And it's it's a great time to tell your man what you need. Yes. Yes. Cause that's, I love that point about this, this phase, this cycle that she made was it's like, you are becoming, you, you, you become more vocal about calling out what you want and about your yeah. desires yeah. and you don't have to run around chasing them and getting all stressed out about it. You pull in mm-hmm. and attract what you need and you call it forth and you get more yeah. bold. That is so such a good point because mm-hmm. tapping into your egg wisdom is all about giving yourself permission to be the egg mm-hmm. and to learn how to receive and not just receive passively, but like go out there and 
tell the world what you are calling in. Like you're being more vocal about this is my desire. You're telling your man, this is my desire. This is what I want. This is what I want to do. And you're magnetizing it, pulling it in Mm -hmm. energetically. Like your body is literally designed to do this, but like spiritually, socially, emotionally, you're becoming more bold. You're using your voice. You're showing up. It's a great time to do not just networking, but like to be seen, right? Yes. Like you are emitting a signal. And as a woman, you, you are the most vibrant and you want to be seen and like shown yeah. off during this time yeah. period. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh my gosh. So girlfriends <laughs> give yourself permission to be the egg yes, and receive definitely. this month. <laughs> yes. Which then, okay. So after we have our ovulation phase, which is our like top of the mountain, baby, we get into our luteal, which is actually the longest part of our cycle. I didn't realize how long the luteal was. I always thought it was like, because each phase, you know, we always talk about like a a 30 day cycle. I didn't realize how short other parts of our cycles were that made the luteal like really expand. Yeah. It's like half the cycle. Yeah. And so it's I was like, like 10 to 14 shit. days. I didn't realize yes. that either. Yeah. yeah. And so the luteal phase is like our fall. So where like things are starting to slow down again, where it's the, like I said, the longest phase, but it's a great time to start completing projects, being, you know, putting things aside to kind of prep ourselves. But this is where our progesterone and our estrogen start to really amp up again, which is a big reason why we feel a lot of like influx in our emotions, like the mood swings and things like that. I'm not sure how I feel. And I'm more irritable, like where it's like, like you're chewing too loud. Stop, you know, like things like that. (laughs) But I think during the luteal phase, it kind of gets a bad rap at least from what I've seen or read about or watched videos on, seen TikToks on where we really talk about the luteal as like those things, just irritable and I don't like this, you know? The thing is, is that I think the luteal phase is almost the greatest part of our cycle because of what it does, what it exposes, I think the luteal phase is a time to actually like, we're taking sort of the rose colored glasses off, you know, from like, of just being all positive, all this, you know, like everything's great. I'm hot. I'm horny, whatever, which is awesome. I love that. I, as a seven, I love that, but (laughs) I've recognized the power Mm. of the luteal and being able to see things just in a very realistic way of like, oh, this is not okay how you're treating me right now. I'm Mm. feeling very uncomfortable with what I'm receiving from you. And had I been in my follicular or ovulation phase, I probably would have ignored it and just been like, Mm. it's fine, whatever. But in my luteal, I become in tuned Like it is the intuition and it's like the warning signs of like, no, this isn't good. This, you need to know about this. You need to be made aware of this and we need to get rid of it. That's such a great point. 
I love that. Yeah. And, and that is one of the markers of this phase is your intuition yeah. is really yeah. heightened, but I love that point about like, it's, the, it's this phase where things are being exposed, you know, like when all yeah. the leaves fall off the trees, you can see a lot more, you can, yes. when everything starts to shed, it's like, Oh, I can see things a lot more clearly now. Yeah. And you're noticing things, your intuition is peaking. And it really, to me is like a season where I'm being drawn in. And mm-hmm. It's like an invitation into the depths, yeah. into the secret place, the quiet place that is yeah. menstruation. And so to me, it's kind of like everything's shedding away and I'm being like ushered in or called in. And usually I'm resisting it because I'm a mm-hmm. seven two and I want to like go out and party and have fun. And I'm like, yeah. No, I want to do more. I got to be more productive. But there's like this, <laughs> this like the rhythm of my body is saying, no, it, Karen, it's time to come away. It's time yeah. to like shed and like let go of the responsibilities and clear your plate and like yeah. come into the that intuitive deep place where I'm being reflective and journaling and, and, and my intuition is higher. And so it's, I feel like it kind of increases throughout that phase as we get closer to the menstruation period and and my capacity to deal with stress and overwhelm and lots of projects and tasks really diminishes, really comes down, really goes down. Like, especially the two or three, like probably like the day, two days or so before I, before I menstruate. Like yeah. I have no capacity. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in my head, my, if my brain is, if I'm not tuned in, I'm still pushing forward. Right. And, yes. and then it hits me like a truck. Like, yeah. Why is everything so hard? Why is the world yeah. falling apart? Why is my life? hopeless? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think also because we, it's, it could be really easy to stay in that surface level mentality of like, I am moody. You are pissing me off. Your breath smells. I don't like how you trip, like all those things. But if we like just push those aside and like Mm -hmm. allow ourselves to go deep, we'll actually have the thoughts that will come. Like the, there are a lot more, I feel like almost revelations that happen during this time. And we were talking earlier about that's when we dream Yes, I dream the most during my luteal and they're very vivid, very vivid dreams. And yeah. I feel like that's almost our spirit being in tune of like, Hey, I'm trying to start to make you aware of some things, starting to like purge some things. Cause a lot of my dreams are action-based. It's not like, they're not like fun, exciting dreams. It's like, I'm planning something or I'm doing something, but I keep messing up and I need to fix it. And mm-hmm. like, I just had a dream like that last night and I'm in yeah. my luteal phase right now. Just having the awareness and recognition, this can give you the invitation into a lot of wisdom. Yes. And it's, it's <clears throat> the season to complete tasks. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's connected to like the whole, like, you know, no BS meter kind of thing. Like the, the, mm-hmm. the, like, I'm, it's like, there's this like feminine sight. I feel like that we have in this phase yeah. that's really clear and really able to pick up on, like you said, those red flags or the things that need to be fixed or the projects that need to be completed. Yeah. I'm probably more critical in this phase. Mm-hmm. I'm picking up on like all the things I don't like or that bother me or irritate me. Cause I'm like, yeah, everything in me is like trying to fix it and like come or bring a project to completion. So this is a really right. good phase to like finish projects and not start anything new, but like bring those projects to completion. So you can off board them from yeah. your 
consciousness. Because yeah. if you have a bunch of tabs open on your browser mentally, oh, yeah. you're overwhelmed and your body needs to shut down every tab in yes. order to really optimize the menstruation phase. Right. And so it's like your body's way of saying, nope, complete, complete, shut down, shut down, close those tabs, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Cause you can't, you can't handle that where you're about to go. Like yes. you need, you need to preserve your energy. And, and so only that's, keep the things open that are going to serve you that are going yeah. to help you actually complete this cycle to start a new one. Like yeah. such a good point. And that makes so, so much sense that it would be a longer, the longest cycle because yeah. that takes time to complete a task, even to get me- there mentally of, okay, I need to end this. I need to circle around. I need to quit because I do think we have to kind of weed through the BS feelings, emotions to actually yeah. get to the depths of the things that need to start yeah. to be completed. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like a deepening phase where we're, we're closing tabs we're completing, we're focusing. Um, yeah. Our energy is lower during this phase. So it's not as high as like ovulation, but it's this drawing inward. And it, you may notice like you're more ir- irritated, especially at the end of this phase yeah. as the energy seems to like dip even more leading into menstruation. So I feel like it is such an intuitive phase though. And like pay attention to mm-hmm. the, the, things you're receiving in the spirit in this Mm. phase, because they're there. I think that's why we're dreaming more because our subconscious is really coming to the forefront and it's like getting ready to purge all of the things that are toxic in our lives. And that's when we're like realizing, Oh, this doesn't serve me anywhere. I, this is pissing me off. This is bothering me. I need to finish this tab. I don't, you know what? I need to like get this project done and move on. And, and it's like, we need to, purge everything in our life in our but especially like in our hearts that are weighing us down and not serving us and so it's a good time to have once again like bringing your spouse in having like deeper intimate conversations not a fight not like bringing up all the issues you have with him you know and like trying to get angry but like sinking into a emotionally intimate space with your husband to talk about you know what you need to talk about to connect to feel connection because I think especially the connection we have with if you are married with your spouse during this phase can be really, really valuable in how you end up moving through the rest of this phase and then into your menstrual cycle. Yeah. And I think this phase is also one where we probably need more tenderness from our lovers. Yeah. Like we're not the hot and sexy, you know, (laughs) like vixens that we probably are in in ovulation, but this is really a chance for your lover to be more tender and loving and caring. You might need a little longer to warm up if you're being sexually intimate, but you know, that, that emotional connection, you know, I think is so important during this phase. Cause like we have this, like we're going through these emotions and we have this, it's like our hearts are like, oh, I need it's craving intimacy. Yeah. You're, you're craving intimacy. You're yeah. sinking into the depths you're, and you need that support and that love to sort of surround <laughs> you 
so that you don't kind of fall off the rails. So having a partner that is really in tune, or even if you can communicate to them, like, Hey, I just need you to hold me right now. Or I just, I'm yeah, just like, or, or like I I said in another episode, my husband tracks my cycle. He actually started tracking it before I did. So he would know when I was in my luteal phase and about to menstruate, because that's always when we would get into fights. Right. I think it was like whatever the tensions were there that were surfacing, like all of the tasks and the to do's and the, I need to fix this. And I'm upset about this. And like, ha, ah. yeah. and it would just like provoke or at least or whatever he was doing would provoke me. And I would get so triggered or irritated or, or I would easily trigger him and we'd get into this big fight. And then he'd look at the little app on his phone and like, oh, just, he would be so <laughs> sweet about it. It wasn't like, are you like, it used to be like, are you on your period? <laughs> But now it's like, honey, just so you know, you're about to get your period in three days. So yeah. that might be why you're feeling a little emotional right now. And I'd be like, yeah, dang it, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> but also he's probably way more gentle with you yeah. and, you know, yeah. slower to speak or get upset. And there's an understanding there. And for, I feel like for women, we are more vulnerable during that time. Like we're just more exposed and we feel more exposed. So things are more sensitive and touchy. And it's like, God, like, but if you can be aware once again, and give yourself permission to stay in that space and stay open and like, okay, what am I seeing? What am, what's my intuition saying? Like, what's my body telling me right now? This is what I need to do. Yeah. And, and be intentional to prepare for the menstruation phase where you're journaling and writing down all the things you're ready to detox from and release. Because that's the whole purpose is that you're being prepped and your body is preparing to have a massive shedding of the blood and the tissue, all of that. It's like a detox. So like knowing that that's happening, like you're going into the winter, you're going into hibernation mode. Right. And if you can honor your body in that process, it's really great. And, and you might need to eat nourishing foods, you know, to like help it's like animals in the wild are gathering and storing up for the winter. So as, as women, we want to eat like high iron foods because our body's going to lose a lot of blood. We want to eat nourishing like broths and high protein, you know, quality meats and have like the nutrient reserves in us so that we're supported in our menstruation. Yeah. It's a good point. Really good point. What I love about this so much is that every phase has a purpose and has a meaning. And if we're starting in the follicular phase, the follicular is the rebirth. It's the time to start thinking about bigger ideas and movement forward. And then going into the ovulation, that's where it's about attracting and magnetizing and you're pulling things in, you're creating work is being done during that time. And it makes sense because we have that energy, that testosterone is higher. There's so much going on within that phase, even though it's short, it's potent. Potent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) When we get into the luteal phase, this is when things are being exposed. This is when our emotions are really tender, we're more sensitive, our discernment and our intuition is higher. And that's for a purpose that is God designed because the purpose of the luteal phase is to expose things that are no longer serving us, 
to expose like emotions that we've been avoiding and conflict to bring it to the surface. And so when we feel emotional and hypersensitive, it's not a curse. It's not just because you are, you know, are hormonal. Well, you are hormonal, but the hormones have a purpose. Right. And that's what we don't recognize. But if we celebrated every phase for the purpose it has, we get the goodness out of it. And the purpose of the luteal phase is to expose things, our baggage that no Mm. longer serves us. It's to wake us up to what's in our lives, in our relationships, in our hearts that is no longer serving us. It's toxic. It's making us sick. It's making us depressed. It all comes to the surface. And then we skim off the dross, like with gold, we skim Mm -hmm. off the dross and release all of these toxic emotions in our menstruation phase. Yeah. So in menstruation, we're releasing what got exposed in our luteal phase. Yeah. And unless it comes to the surface, we can't release it. We it's coming from our subconscious into our consciousness. And so the exercise I did to really help me process the pain of the trauma I was in at the time, the, the situation with my husband and our separation and grieving that relationship was so significant And you don't have to be in the midst of a trauma or separation, but we all have things in our life that are, that are stuck, that are, that are causing us, you know, conflict and stress and fear and depression. And you guys have an opportunity every month to clear the dross, to release the toxic emotions and patterns and relationships that are causing you to stay small and hold yourself back and stay in fear. And so what we want to do to close out this episode is to give you guys some really practical tools. And I'm going to give you guys some of the questions that I actually journaled at that time where I had that breakthrough and released all of my pain and fear and grieved everything and had just such a beautiful release. These are questions that you can use. We're going to read them to you and you can use them in your cycle. And I would recommend you take the two days before your menstruation. So you're at the very end of your luteal phase after things have been surfacing. Mm -hmm. And, and hopefully if you're journaling through the whole cycle, you'll have even more revelation to take you into the menstruation to release. But if you're journaling through your luteal phase, especially you'll, you can pick up on the patterns. You could ask yourself, why did I get so annoyed when we had this argument and my husband like said this or that and start to journal and recognize what those patterns are. And then in the two days before your menstruation starts before your, the first day of your bleed, I want you to like prepare for that time, make it sacred, make it beautiful, take the time for self-care, take time away for yourself and journal. And I want you to journal. These are the questions I want you to like ponder in your heart. So the first question is, what emotions am I avoiding feeling? The second question is, what toxic patterns are no longer serving me? The third question is, where am I holding onto bitterness, resentment, or unforgiveness? Fourth question is, who am I still blaming or shaming? The fifth question is, What is God calling me to release and surrender this month? And the sixth and final question, what am I willing to let die? So 
think about those journal about those. Yeah. Meditate on them. Yeah. Really let them sink in. So I really hope that those questions bless you. And if you're not in the luteal phase right now, just kind of save bookmark this episode for later, come back to it and take 10 or 20 minutes and journal these questions and pay attention to how that might change how you process your menstrual cycle and how you feel during your menstrual cycle when you're actually tapping in and tuning into what your body truly needs and knowing what your body really wants to release. Yeah. Take your power back. Yes. This is a blessing that your cycle is a blessing. And so, you know, I'm getting a hit of just like that verse that says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. And I think it's so important to remember that, that that applies to our menstrual cycle yeah. because we, as women have this superpower, this is a gift yes. yeah. and our cycles are fearfully and wonderfully made. And this, you guys, is just the tip of the iceberg. We are not even experts. Like this is just like the tip of the iceberg of the, the brilliance that is your mm-hmm. menstrual cycle. Like you could, yeah. you could go down this rabbit hole and maybe we'll have some experts on later that talk more in depth about it. If you want to learn more about this, let us know in our DMs, but this is such an exciting topic and we just really pray that it blesses you and changes your whole mindset on your cycle and how you participate with it. Thanks for joining us this episode, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Her Sacred Sexuality Podcast. We would love to hear your thoughts and takeaways. Connect with us on Instagram at Her Sacred Sexuality. Take 60 seconds to share this episode with your besties and leave us a five-star review. That's the best compliment you could give us.